Welcome the audience. So we are now uh, recording a live podcast for Commerce Talks. So you can listen, listen to this talk even later on the Commerce Talks channels on uh, Spotify and iTunes. And uh, my guest today is uh, Sayed, is it pronounced correctly? From uh, Danubi Home. So we're going to talk about the furniture and home and living industry here in the region and how this is to be compared with the more Western regions like Europe or the US. So um, to kick it off here, Uh, life at the Seamless in Dubai. Please tell us a bit uh, who you are actually and what you experience in the furniture industry and then let's talk about Danube for a minute. Sure. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Alex. Uh, it is really a pleasure to be a part of this uh, podcast. Uh, you know, just to give you a small introduction, uh, my name is Sayyad Habib and I work in the capacity of Director for the Business Development as well as E-Commerce and Franchisee for Danube Group. So just to give you a little bit of background about the Danube Group, so Danube is one of the largest conglomerate based out of Dubai. So where we are present in all Middle East and North African countries and where we have a three businesses. Uh, we are pioneer in the building material business. So anything and everything connected with the building material, we are one of the number one building material company in this region. Then as a logical extension of the building material to the end user, we started with Danube Home. So Danube Home is a one-stop solution for the complete home need. So like for example, in the... Uh, Germany or in the any Western world, you do have a brands like Bauhaus or BNQ. So we are a similar kind of concept here, and uh, but here we have redid the kind of concept suitable to this market based on the customer buying behavior. And the third segment which we are into is the property development. So we have Danube properties, and yeah, uh, yeah I've seen one of your property names uh, very close to the uh, Burj Khalifa. Then there's like one very high building. With your, with, your, with your name on top. We're going to focus today on uh, Danube Home, uh, which I think we need to understand a bit better. So if you would like to, um, customers from the European markets uh, about home and living brands, first name that comes up is IKEA. So is it the same thing here or is it, it just not a thing happening here in the region? Yeah, like, uh, of course, uh, IKEA is one of the pioneer and they are the one of the inspiration for a lot of companies. But having said that, you know, uh, there's a difference in this market because here the customer psyche the buying pattern is much more different from the European side. Like, you know, here you are, the families are the large families. Here is a culture of living together at one home. So therefore, IKEA furniture, if you will see, is largely uh, more for a nuclear family or more for a different kind of usage. But here the customer's requirements are different. Of course, IKEA is a very renowned player. But beside IKEA, there's multiple other players are there. And uh, But one of the key things that what different this market from the European world is that the kind of test of the people are there. When you talk about Dubai, so generally in UAE, yeah, there are more than 190 nationalities who live there. So you have Asians, you have Europeans, you have African. So any retailer who try to do the business here, so then there you have to do the complete concept of the market from understanding the each and every particular need of the consumer. So of course, uh, the market is booming and there's a lot of positivities are there. And when we moved from Danube home, from Danube building material to Danube home, our objective was to not to compete with the furniture segment. Rather, we want to create a concept that where as a customer, you get into one store and you buy anything and everything under one roof. So we believe or we focus more on the lifetime value of the customer. So when a customer is building their house or he buys house from a developer, say he got the roof, he got the, uh, you know, the flooring, then whatever he need from now, so the first product is the bathroom fittings. We got an amazing brand known as Milano. So anything and everything connected to the bathroom fittings we sell. Beside that, we do 
the tiling, the electrical, the hardware, the DIY, everything. Then we do the furnitures. Then we do the home decor, homeware, home furnishing, as well as the outdoor furniture. That would would be a dream for like the most of the European customers because they have to find like fifty uh, different like carpenters to do all all the stuff. But let's focus like for a moment on the customer journey of the typical uh, typical Middle East. Uh, there's no typical uh, Middle East customer, but let's say uh, people are moving out here of their home after finishing the university, getting their first job. Are they are moving into a uh, into a home with furnitures already, or is this kind of apartment empty and they have to uh, they have to get everything uh, um, from the beginning? Yeah. So, like you know, here the culture is a little bit different. Unlike the West, generally the if uh, people uh, the young people when they come out of the university, generally they don't move out from the home. They stay with their own parents only. That is the average culture. But having said that, when you buy a new house, when you get married, or you move away to the new house, or you buy a new house. So generally, the houses doesn't come with the furnished apartment. So those house, when you say a furnished apartment, you will get a kitchen, you will get a kitchen appliances, you and you'll get the lighting solution. But so far as the furnitures, curtains, blinds, wallpaper, or any decoration you want to do, that you need to do it by yourself. And but the beauty of this Dubai largely is that we do have a huge floating population that people come here, work for two or three years, move away. So there is, you know, people keep on moving. And uh, this city is growing very fast. If I will give you stats of only Dubai, our population of Dubai two years before, three years before was two million people. Now it is at three and a half million people. And if you will believe the stats, they talk about that within next three years they want to make the population to five million people. So when the population increases, customers goes up, then there is a lot of demand in the real estate. When the real estate grow, then people want to buy the furniture also accordingly. So you don't see the same uh, development like we have, like in Europe. And uh, when you move out uh, from your um, parents' apartment in Europe, usually you're buying like cheap furniture, furniture first, like the the entry uh, pricing level of IKEA, I would say. And then let's say after five to ten years, you start like replacing furniture. You get a better kitchen table. And then after uh, after ten, fifteen years, then we are we are telling this is the third generation furniture purchase. Then you buy something for. The really good stuff. So maybe you can afford a sofa for ten thousand dollars. Maybe you can afford something really, really tailor-made uh, for you. And you say this kind of, let's say, different customer journeys over like two to three generations. You, we don't have here because it's such a vivid market. Absolutely. So here, the culture generally, you know, the ninety percent of the places, after you complete your graduation or you start your new job, majority of the people they don't move out. Like what happens is that here, they either they go for study to Europe. Or they go for study to the U.S. or somewhere. If they move out there, then they start to living there only. And whenever they come back to Dubai as well, so they want to stay together with their parents. But having said that, if now a lot of places when they want to get married or they want to move in, so at that time only they try to spend a larger money. It's not that they do the entry level, then after they do the high end level. So here the purchasing pattern again depends upon what is your income level and what kind of house you are moving in. Like for example, if somebody is moving to the studio apartment, then he will spend around the thousand euro to buy the all furnitures to put into the one house. One thousand dollars for like one apartment. One, one studio apartment. So where you buy a sofa bed for two hundred, three hundred dollars, you buy a coffee table, you buy a TV unit, you buy some small furniture. So one thousand to one thousand five hundred euro you spend and you buy. And if you're moving to a one bedroom apartment, maybe you spend two thousand five hundred to three thousand euro. And you go to the bigger house, then you spend more money. And having said that, if you move, depend upon your own capacity. If you move to much, much bigger house and you look for a larger perspective, you do that. But one of the biggest thing here is, people generally they don't use furniture for five years or ten years. 
people use furniture maximum for 2 to 3 years and they believe on changing the furniture in a much more frequent way in comparison to other part of the world why is that so why why would they change like a good working sofa or or furniture table so the, the idea is that here you know the people they generally believe on moving their house from like you know so starting with somebody want to stay in a studio or one bedroom then he move to two bedroom or he move to three bedroom when they move from smaller house to bigger house they tend to change the furniture second thing also in the journey of a customer if you will see dubai as a city is expanding so like you know today the distance from sharjah to jabalali is a 65 to 70 kilometers so somebody who initially is not making more money he'll stay in he work in jabalali is staying in sharjah but next year you'll move to 10 kilometer away then 20 kilometer away then come to more closer and go to the bigger more vibrant place so therefore the movement is much more higher and i said there's a lot of floating population people keep on coming and going so that impact okay from a customer perspective i'm i'm getting like the differences to the market let's let's focus a bit on the channel perspective because i would have assumed that the e-commerce share here in the market is still very small and you said you have a integrated approach so you're building the house giving the kitchen and and the furniture so how important is the digital experience the digital customer journey see digital today is uh, it is not a choice anymore it's a compulsion whether from a retail perspective now anyone any consumer your journey of any buying behavior start from the digital only so your discovery stage start from the digital so digital is very very important but yeah coming to the furniture industry if i sp speak about traditionally the product line is such a certain like that that where you feel that if you want to buy a phone you know that this is an iphone 12 13 pro pro max you know about it you go online order you get the material or you want to buy a shirt you say that i am spending 30 euro 40 euro 50 euro i can place the order and can buy it but when you talk about a furniture you want to see the comfort you want to see the durability you want to see the fabric so there's a touch and feel is attached to it so this industry was not impacted that much of digital evolution in terms of the e-commerce but of course the customer start the journey if you want to buy a sofa you want to go online google it try to search who are the different players what is the pricing what are the things like that but the commerce the transaction was not happening much but covid has accelerated the effort what was supposed to happen in 24 or 25 it has happened in 2021 so now majority of the people have come back and there was a stores were closed people didn't have any option and during the covid one of the industry which has gone above the roof is furnishing industry because when you're staying at your home your home become everything home was your uh, living room home was your dining room home was your office home was a gym so you're coming out of two good years now yeah, yeah, yeah. of course so now we are in a different phase where you know the, the priority has changed so when that happened and the stores were closed then customer has only one option to buy online so but now that has given a cultural shift in the consumers now customer understand that they can buy online furniture as well and they don't need to have a hassle to go to a store park your car and go through all the angle so yes answering to your question there is a huge uh, positive shift in terms of the digitalization of the industry as well as the product development how many stores are you running here in the dubai region so in the uae uh, like we have our we have two business one is the company owned operation and then we have the franchising so in company owned we do uae oman bahrain so in this three country together we have a uh, 20 stores where are uh, 12 stores in uae and rest in the other two countries and we are doing the franchising which is outside uae large presences in africa so in the uh, african region we have 18 stores so total we have 38 stores the new home store how, how can i imagine such a store is it like a big ikea is it is it more exclusive 
I w would I find a store in the Dubai Mall, for example? No. So we don't believe on the mall business. So our majority of the business are the standalone. Yeah, we, we will go deeper in that in a minute. Yeah. So we are more in the standalone store. And uh, yeah, you can't find us in Dubai Mall, but you can find us next to Mall of Emirates. So we got a big uh, 9,000 square meter store. And uh, you can't, you, you cannot, uh, like, you know, prospect like IKEA. But what is our business model is we give a larger assortment to the customer, larger choice in a smaller format. So, like, for example, if I go to a furniture store, instead of 100 bedrooms, you'll find the 30 bedrooms. But those 30 bedrooms are curated as per the need of the customer or the customer segment with whom we are targeting. Okay, got it. So, 9,000 square meters, that is quite, quite sizable. So, and from the cut, let's say there's like 2,000 customers coming to a store. Uh, on a daily basis. So how many of those customers would have been informed over their uh, uh, purchasing uh, decision before online? So how many customers have you seen online? So like, you know, I feel at the moment uh, you have, it's a very, like, you know, when we do, we are now very, very aggressive in the e-commerce business as well. So therefore we do a lot of advert and the customer psyche, but I feel 60 to 70% of customer, they do the research online. They do the discovery phase. They choose the product what they want to buy. So far as the high-end products or the high-value products are concerned. Like if you want to buy a leather sofa for $1,500 or you want to buy a bathtub, you do the research online. But when you come to buy an impulse item, you want to buy a pillow, you want to buy a fragrance, you want to buy a, a jet spray or some mixer. So at that time, you don't do the research online. You just come to the store, see the range and whatever you like, you just pick it up. But when you do a decision of buying everything heavy, then you go into that. Okay, got it. And, and the, and the uh, merchandise you're offering in the stores, is it all owned by Danube Home or is there like third-party brands presenting in the stores? 95% of our assortment is a private label owned by us, which we have a team of our own buying team and we have our offices across the globe where we source, uh, we design and we procure by ourselves. So in the podcast, uh, you're now a guest in, in Commerce Talks. We are very critical about brick and mortar experiences. For furniture, obviously, it makes sense. And in Europe, we have a, we have a, a very big wave of dying, big, of dying malls. So obviously, the big mall concept in Europe is not working. Yesterday, I've learned here in Dubai that the only space you can meet because it's so warm everywhere. So people go into the mall, doing like the entertainment, going to cinema, going food, because I understand it now that, that there's a reason for that. And, if I, if I were like the, the, the mall owner, I would say, um, Syed, it totally makes sense to be there because all your customers are there. Though so you can have a, a showroom or whatever to get in contact with your customers. What, what, what's your answer to the mall owner? See, like uh, you are absolutely right. Like the culture of UAE is like this, like in the Middle East, it's so hot. Uh, therefore, the mall was an entertainment space where you go there and you find everything there. But having said that, uh, now the whole dynamics is changing. Uh, now there used to be a time uh, two years before there has to be an eight-month hot season and four-month uh, uh, cold season. But now it's going seven to eight, and there's a lot of street shops are there. But now still, if you want to buy something which is fashion, jewelry, then you go there. But when you talk about the home segment, you need a larger space. When you have a larger space, your rental costs become much more higher. And it is an inconvenience for a customer because customer comes as a destination to buy and to explore. And we are a mall in ourselves because we are selling everything for the home. So therefore, going to a mall and paying the money for that, it doesn't make sense. So therefore, if you are a mall, there's another culture also. You have a bigger mall with a larger stock. And next to that, you create a standalone. So there you give a convenience of a consumer for the parking. 
as well as you have a lower rental and whether you have a larger efficiency on the work so and today when you do the business your all cost sectors are high your uh, customer acquisition cost is much more higher your delivery cost is much more higher if you pay the higher rental as well then you cannot sustain so therefore you need to have a balance how do you take it up and and what is then the delivery uh, philosophy here so if you order a, a pillow or if you buy a pillow in one of your malls i guess you just take it with you in a car if you like order let's say a sofa what is the delivery uh, the make to order time and the delivery time here no there is a no, not a much concern to make to order majority of the inventories are available in the warehouse which is being delivered so generally the delivery time is between 3 to 7 days uh, that is the generally turnaround time but during the some peak sale time it can go a little bit high to 15 days or 20 days or like that but generally we deliver between 3 to 5 days but in online we are delivering in 48 hours if your order value is more than 500 and do you have all the assortment available online which you are showing in the stores and second question there is your uh, are your um uh, your um uh, your stores already also like the logistics centers the warehouses or do you have like a central warehouse for that okay the first answer is yes we have whatever is there in the store it is there available in online but on top of it we do have a 20 30% more sks which are only online exclusive understanding the uh, consumer behavior of the online now coming back to the second question yes we have a, we don't keep uh, we keep the cash and carry product in our store where customer can buy from there but for the heavy and bulk items we have a centralized warehouse where the delivery happens from there because unlike the west here there is a no culture of diy so people don't believe on the fixing the furnitures or fixing the things by themselves so 90% of the product there are the help who come to your home and they fix it for you okay that is that's a challenge for ikea's business because 90% of the ikea customers i don't think they believe in it but they have to do it uh, to to uh, okay and then and, and do you see other western brands coming into that market trying to storm them but now now when e-commerce is a uh, place an integral part in the customer journey it obviously opens the window for other brands that can just sit let's say in switzerland and say okay let's let's do a, a dubai focused online experience let's see how many customers would buy the vitra uh, furniture from uh, from our store you know it it sounds very easy it sounds very exciting but uh, i know alex you must be know it better today that your customer acquisition cost is much 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 higher earlier if you to pay 1 cent to get a session now you need to pay 3 cents to get that session so your acquisition cost is much more higher your shipping cost and delivery cost is also not that easy so that is also going high so it can be a short term plan that you want to test the water so you are based out of switzerland or bad or sweden you want to operate the business here but if you have a long term perspective and you want to make it better then you need to have a physical presence you need to have a physical warehouse and you need to have a long term view to operate the business it won't be that easy to operate the business like that what e-commerce share would you expect for a new home in the next 5 uh, to 10 years so let's say 2030 when really everybody knows how to use an online app and everybody knows that this kind of delivery works uh, works out what could be the online share in your in your case see like uh, i am now a, a prime believer of the fact that uh, see there are two points one is the experience another is the convenience so retail is going to stay because retail or brick and mortar give you the experience but e-commerce is give you convenience so the best model is where you combine the both concept together where you give the experience as well as you give the convenience so from a dan new perspective when we see 2030 i feel that we will come out of a structure of a store of 9000 square meter rather you can have a much more smaller store where it will be more of an experience center where you give a face to your brand 
where customer can come touch and feel see the product uh, lodge their concerns or the complaints or the feedback and to deliver the product so today if i am in a store if i am putting 50 sofas i i might be putting only 20 sofas and then i show the all other product digitally so then my 70 to 80% of the business will happen through this mix which we call it fizzy digital but uh, if i will answer your question straight today my contribution is 18% of my revenue is coming from e-commerce i expect by 2030 70% of revenue will come from e-commerce We had um, uh, one or two guests actually in commerce talks from the um, Dutch market, and in uh, in the Dutch market we see new financing models for the furniture industry. So people are not buying very expensive box spring beds now. Let's say a box spring bed for like ten thousand euros, but they lease it uh, on a yearly basis or two, which even sounded to me, and we are the neighboring market in Germany, sounded super weird. But this is obviously something for. Uh, for the living um, uh, living uh, setup in, in 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 the Netherlands, which is very close to what you've explained here in, uh, in 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 the in the Mina region, because people are not living like very long in one apartment, they are switching apartments off, and then they want to buy, they want to have the oak um, uh, furniture uh, in 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 their kitchen, but they don't want to pay five thousand euros, but they were they would be able to lease this kind of furniture for fifty euros or fifty dollars a month. Is this something that could work here in this region? one of my very close friend uh, in india he has uh, founded co-founded a company and he is doing extremely well and uh, they call it as a lending for furniture rental company uh, so like you know the business model or ethos of it working i think that for middle east market we are 10 years behind it because you know when you lease a product the concept is very nice but you need to look about the sustainability of the business So if I am renting you out today a sofa, and after six months you give me back, then how do I reuse it again? So when you have to reuse it again, then the product has to be much more sustainable, much more stronger, and I need to have a investment in terms of taking care of the product in a proper way. So it requires altogether a different kind of ecosystem and the DNA to build that business up. So answering to your question, concept is nice. If you will, someone presented, a lot of people will be there. That instead of BNPL buy now pay later. Either I will do it and I will go on go. I pay you on a monthly basis. Concept is going to work for sure, but the operator, how sustainable you make the business is not that easy. So like you know, you can operate it after six months, eight months, one year, two years, you need to pull it out. So if you want to make a sustainable business, then it has to come through a much much more stronger network and larger base. Then my last question here for this market is obviously the European markets are heavily involved by Amazon, and um, I guess Amazon is also around here. Amazon is selling everything, and in the furniture industry there was always like the big fear: okay, if Amazon is now successfully selling uh, kitchen furniture or other furniture, that's going to be like a hard sell for every other furniture business, especially in the entry level uh, um, um, categories. It, does Amazon or other platforms like Noon do they play a role in your category? Is, is this kind of a, a challenge for you, or what do you say? No, they are not focused enough. See today, you know, I, like what Amazon has achieved is it's a uh, it's an example in itself. Today, I say Amazon is not a product company; it's a search engine. So anything you want to buy, any product, you go to Amazon and you search from there. So of course, uh, but having said that, if you want to do the furniture business in this part of the world, it requires a different kind of DNA, like your logistics, river log, reverse logistics, delivery, as well as your overall the content development of the product. which requires a lot of involvement of the private level be work and it requires a different kind of work which i feel none of these players whether whatever the name you took they have the dna to develop this level now 
of course if you want to do it in a couple of years they can do that right now they are very very relevant but their relevancy is working as a marketplace where they take the product from the multiple retailers who are around like who are like people, like we also sell in their platform so answering to your question uh, at the moment they are not the threat and uh, and i don't see also when i speak to them as well in this part of the world i don't see that they got that kind of vision where they want to develop the things by themselves but for like us that is a good channel to use it we can complement to them and we can work and take it up from there sayed thank you for your time i hope i find some time tomorrow in the evening to maybe visit one of your uh, one of one of your stores uh, would be a pleasure and see you next time on commerce talks then thank you thank you very much alex really it was an amazing experience talking to you thank you very much